Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed, the podcast dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. Today we'll be discussing the holiday of Samhain. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. Welcome everyone to our second episode. We first want to thank all of our new listeners um, that reviewed and rated our podcast. We really appreciate that. It really helps us out. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, the holiday of Samhain, which also will be marrying in with the holiday of Halloween, which is today, our release date. So, Woo. Brittany and Lauren, what do you know? Do you know anything about Samhain? So, let me go first since I will be super short. No, I don't really know much about Samhain. <laughs> I didn't even know how to say it correctly for the longest time until Brittany kindly, like, you know, showed me how to say that. I also <laughs> learned from Brittany. And here's, here's my thing about the pronunciation of Samhain it's spelled Sam Hain. And yes. I only will judge. A person's pronunciation of Samhain, depending on how much money they're getting to pronounce it. If you're <laughs> in a TV show or a movie, you better be saying it right because you're getting a lot of money. If you're a regular person or, let's say, a free podcast, <laughs> I don't much care how you pronounce the word Samhain. I have to say it Samhain in my head, so I spell it right. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Uh, Well, and my deal of it, too, is like if you've never heard it said... That it's like one of those words where it's like you've always read it, but you nobody has ever said it oh, out loud to you. Oh, 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 like salmon and salmon. Yeah, salmon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or colonel. It looks like colonial or something yes, like that, and you're rude. like wrong. How how it's dare the you? Rudest word. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah. So I um, know a lot about Samhain because I have been obsessed with Halloween my entire life. Um, my mom and dad were very concerned about how much I loved Halloween. <laughs> uh, they didn't understand where my love of Halloween came from um, or why when July hit, I suddenly was excited <laughs> for Halloween and doing my like Yahoo searches for like Halloween images because that's what made me happy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and like planning like my costume and like daydreaming about like something magical happening on Halloween night. And um, so, yeah, it just kind of like more from there. I started, <clears throat> excuse me, um, around, I think it was like 11 whenever I really started um, navigating Yahoo because Google wasn't as widely Google available didn't yet. Exist yet. Like, yeah. well, it existed, but it wasn't as available, you know. Um, so I like, only knew Ask Jeeves because they had a commercial, right? Like, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have a internet computer. Babies. I didn't. Yeah, have a there you go. I lived off of yours. I would come over yeah. and hang out with you, and we'd yeah. right. on your computer, <laughs> play on the computer. Um, and so I started looking it up, and. Um, I didn't hear the word Samhain until I was actually um, in my 20s, but I started reading up on um, the Feast of All Hallows Eve and how, um, you know, November 1st is Saints Day and how, like, all of the traditions kind of started and where those traditions started um, and, you know, where did jack-o'-lanterns come from and how they were originally turnips because oh, pumpkins. I'm going over it. All right. <laughs> Creepiest turnips. <laughs> They're the creepiest turnips. 
Um, I'm going to learn so, so many things today. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I am geeking out over here because I'm so excited. Um, so I know quite a bit about Samhain. Um, you always... also have a degree in anthropology, which I think yeah. might also help the situation. <laughs> <laughs> and ADHD. So that hyperfixation, yeah. you know. Um, well, you got to hyperfixate. Right. Um, so that's what I did all week. Um, so Yay. basically what I've learned this week, I didn't know a lot about Samhain except how to pronounce it from Brittany. Um, <laughs> and that it's the same as Halloween. Like that's all I knew. So I was like, well, what's the difference? Where did it come from? So, I mean, it dates back to before recorded history. So a lot of that before then was oral history. So things could have been a little muddled. Um, gotten twisted throughout the years, but some can date it back all the way back to 1 BC. Um, it was likely celebrated around the last harvest. Um, we're, you know, we're lucky to know anything that we know about it since, um, you know, before then it just wasn't written down. So I'm, I'm happy to know the scraps that we do know. Um, so when is it? So it's debated. Um, Basically, over the hundreds of years before record keeping and after record keeping and before Christianity kind of was like, here's a new holiday um, for Samhain. And after um, they these communities that were celebrating was like Celts, Scots up in that area, which right now, like you think like, oh, you know, super tiny country, very small area. They probably all celebrated it the same. Well, you know, not everybody could afford a horse to travel a couple miles down the road. It would take forever. They were all very busy doing their farms. Um, so they, you know, even these like relatively geographically close communities could celebrate in very different ways. And also we're talking like hundreds of years. So there's a lot um, of different ways that it's been celebrated and by whom. Um so there's a there's a couple ways they just they think that maybe it was decided when Samhain was. Um, my kind of favorite idea of it it was just like the right in between point between um, winter equinox and the summer solstice. Um, which Brittany, correct me if I'm wrong, and also correct my pronunciation. Maybon <laughs> is that also called Maybon? So, um, yes. so Maybon or Maben, depending on who you talk to, um, is, um, the autumnal equinox. So, okay. um, usually it's somewhere between September 20th and 23rd. Usually it's the 21st yeah. or 22nd, <clears throat> but every now and again, we get a, a curveball and it throw, it's at a weird time. So, well, and back then there's a whole bunch of, um, like calendar stuff I just mm -hmm. did not feel like going over today because it is <laughs> very boring but basically calendars were a little bit off back then because of leap year and that's as far as I'm getting into it if anyone cares they can google it <laughs> um so you know most communities they you know didn't have a calendar handy um hard to tell when your equinox is um but basically they would be like oh it's the last harvest time to have our bonfire that's great which i think is probably like the most accurate some people think um you know maybe they were celebrating it based on the position of the constellation pleiades um when it was directly overhead at midnight 
They also didn't have clocks, so I don't know how they would decide it was midnight when it was directly overhead. So there were a lot of different ways to tell time than clocks. That's true, but like these like rural rural farmers, like I feel like the the equinox because they did have monuments to. Um, you know, show based on like the sun where the sun is making the shadow hit, you know, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, winter and summer solstice are. And then the midpoint between that would be pretty easy to tell based on those monuments. So like, that's a pretty like reasonable way farmers, you know, in a very rural area could figure it out. Um, constellation also, I, I do like the constellation idea because that could put it as late as November 20th, um, which means they celebrated it as the same amount of time I celebrated it, which is from July 5th <laughs> to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and that's, that's when I celebrate spooky season. Um, so I, pl- I plan my costumes out years in advance. I Oh, my lo- God, Ray. <laughs> um, well, you also so, sew, so you have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need a little time to make some of them. Um, so depending on different sources, different times of the centuries, different communities, it was either a three-day, sometimes even up to a six-day festival. They would light a fire, sometimes multiple fires. Um, some would walk through the smoke of the fire. Um, or walk their animals like cattle through the fire to give them protection. Um, do, a, a lot of them would let their, the you know, the day around the festival, they would let all of their fires in their home die out. And then they would relight all of their fires and their hearts and stuff with the um, Samhain fire. Because um, it's, it's supposed to have a lot of protection. Um, there's a lot of lore about how it's, the veil is the thinnest between um, you know, the, the world beyond and our world. So, um, you know, some, you know, communities thought of it as the only day that they, that their dead could go through. So that's why all of the dead were walking around at night and you had to leave out candles in all the rooms so they could find their way. Very considerate. Um, so eventually the Christians came in. And they were like, y'all, we got to make this about Jesus. Um, so they they kind of wanted to take it over. So around the 5th century, Pope Boniface was like, you know what? No more of this. We're not having this. We're going to celebrate the saints so we can celebrate some dead people, but only saints. And it's going to be in May. May 13th, only day. Um, and basically they're like, I'm so sorry. That does not work for us. Um, (laughs) try coming to Ireland from Rome and telling me that. Um, and he said, no, thanks. So it didn't stop anything. They didn't do it. So then 400 years later, ninth century, Pope Gregory was like, I have an idea. I know how to get these pagan heathens to start worshiping our guy. We're going to give them their, their party. Let them have their party. That's fine. We're just going to call that party All Saints Day. We're going to move it from the from May back into November. We'll say November 1st, All Saints Day. You get your party. Have a bonfire. That's fine. And the pagans were like, yeah, sure. And they're like, and this is Christian faith. And they were like, 
yeah, sure. And then like over the years, you know, cause like they're not writing down a whole lot of their own history. So over the years it kind of just like got intermingled. Um, it's the, the, you know, the day that the Christians were calling it was hollow tide or all hollows. Um, so it kind of got morphed into Halloween. Um, and I have a quote from Todd Atterbury from gothichorrorstories.com. And he says, rather than force them to give up their practices, they instead give their beliefs a Christian or in- origin story. They bet, rightly, that over time, the masses would come to remember the Christian origin over the pagan. So in a sense, from Halloween's birth, it's always had the church's seal of approval. Everything from dressing up like a witch to jack-o'-lanterns had the Pope's blessing. So anybody saying... That Halloween is not Christian or, or it's a devil's holiday or the devil's the birthday. <laughs> yeah. They, guys, a pope picked it. So right. <laughs> <laughs> um so there were uh you know different ways to celebrate. Um they would light their big bonfire, um, walk their animals through it, um, through the smoke, not through the actual fire. Um, they would bring out the bones of their dead ancestors and like put them by a plate and like offer them a plate, tell them how the year's been, tell them everything that's going on. Hold the phone. Like, (laughs) (laughs) let me get this right. People Uh, would just like have, but like, oh my God, you have bones of your ancestors. Like they still kept them preserved long enough for that did they like do some sort of special ceremony (laughs) some cultures did some didn't um but yeah like certain cultures did you know have like maybe the skull of an ancestor or um the it was really hard to keep the whole skeleton so usually it was a skull I would think so. Mind you, take mind you, take everything like this with a grain of salt. It's been several several years since I've gone over this, <clears throat> and but, it's all like or, a lot of oral history too. Right. So it could be like a little skewed, right? Well, and not only that, but I mean, you've got um, a lot of mementos from your ancestors because at this point mm-hmm. in time, um, you know, when Christianity or you know. Catholicism, because that's what Christianity was at mm-hmm. the time. Back then, yeah. Um, when it started merging culturally with the people of the British Isles and Northern Europe, <clears throat> um, there was still a lot of ancestor, um, I guess, worship. I would say connection going on. Idolization, um, maybe. Well, yeah, it was Not more like really I mean. Yet. Depending on what culture, it was either, you know, your ancestors became almost deified or they were just like with you uh, and they were very, very present in your life, um, even if they had died. Um, so you uh, so, you know, some people kept the skulls. They would let it, you know, I know they do decay. that in like Catholicism. <clears throat> that's a thing, you know, right. You know, mm-hmm. worshiping the saints or a holy relics, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a side just... note, if you, if you ever read, if you ever have an interest in like, um, holy bones reading, um, uh, the beautiful bones, I think is what it's called is a really great book with that talks about that. So, sorry for interrupting. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I just, 
never knew, like, I guess the quote unquote common person would go about keeping their relatives bones. Like, I don't even, there's so much to break down from that. First of all, if they die, do you bury them or is there a special ceremony? And then is that how you eventually dig up their bones? After like, Brady you know, <laughs> might be able to give more insight on this, but from what I read, it's kind of like it seemed like they kept them like in a monument. So maybe just the skull or something in a in some sort of like monument. Brittany might know better than me. Uh, so I don't actually, in fact, uh, <laughs> um, I do. I do recall that um, we did talk about this quite a bit um, that, yeah, there is, you know, a lot of recordings um from one way or another that yeah they did definitely keep some of their family members bones and pretty much had like a place for them in the home that it was like this is where they're at now and they only get to eat once a year yeah because it's the only time they come (laughs) back any other time they're chilling in the afterlife being like bruh it's time to go check up on our our you know descendants seeing how yeah. seeing see what, what Tom this theory they've come up with so let's like mosey on down and see, see how what okay. Pope Gregory has to say <laughs> right. about it. yeah I get it so like that's their version of our modern day like crema- cremation if I'm right yeah like keeping yeah, it can be and then yeah. some you know and then later in life it became um the idea that you know you want to try to some people I thought about preserving bodies and how it was going to come back to life once um, Jesus came back. So when that thought process started really like taking hold, the idea of keeping your ancestors like mementos from your ancestors as a reminder of like your mortality and also your connection um, that became abhorrent because it's like, no, they're going to need those for whenever Jesus comes back. Well, um, and it's very um, Catholic, you know, the, the idea that your whole body has to be buried in oh, the yeah, ground. Buried. Like there's exactly. a lot of Catholics that won't even donate organs or, I mean, there used to be, I think fewer would do that now. Right, than right. But, you know, back even in like the 50s and 60s, the idea of your whole body not being buried was, uh, you know. Unheard of. Yeah. Right. And then even when you think about the idea of cremation, you know, um, so I think, uh, what what I'm trying to bring to the table here is yes, um, you know, ancestor worship because I don't have a better word for it. Um, was definitely prevalent. It was definitely a thing. Still, very much is a thing. Um, across many cultures all over the world, mm-hmm. um, keeping and revering bones of your ancestors was a thing, and still is also a thing. Um, across the world, um, but it morphed quite a bit and um also just to bring in a little like asterisk here i think that um since we are uh euro-americans we have european um ancestry it's very easy for us to think about um the natives uh or the indigenous persons of uh the british isles to have the same ideas and morals that we have now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because whenever we talked about it, um, my professors and I were talking to us about it, it, a a lot of people had the same reaction. And um, whether you're aware of it or not, you kind of consider like, oh, well, European people have always had this like idea of 
you know, Catholicism and Christianity. And then you realize that, that, you know, long before then there was folk magic and folk beliefs and all sorts of different um, cultures and tribes all over the British Isles and Europe that have been lost for the most part because of um, indoctrination and so on and so forth. Lots and lots of different reasons. But that was my little, that's my little like, anthropological like snippet right there where it's like hey if you're a euro-american um remember that like where you came from your ancestors came from also had really ancient um tribal practices so sometimes you have to like peel back those labor labels or layers those layers and be like what was before catholicism even as Mm -hmm. ancient as catholicism is because it is very ancient um there was stuff even before which makes me really excited. I get really excited about that stuff and really <laughs> excited about how the blending of that happens um, because right. humans are humans and we just, you know, we vibe with what we've got. And when we have, especially nowadays, when you're talking about the globalization of the world, how easy is it for us to um, exchange cultural knowledge and values? Right. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, there was my side trick of, of that you're it was welcome. ideal because you Thank knew you. a lot You're more welcome. than I did. <laughs> um, so, so go ahead. My next question was like, when did they start this whole like dressing up business? Oh, I'm gonna get there. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. We got a cup, few more, few more centuries. Um, <laughs> so. Other people would hold beliefs that the veil is between worlds is thinner or it only opens that time of year. Um, so the dead could travel to the like only. So like if you died throughout the year, your soul was just like stuck until um, Samhain. So some people believe that some believe that they you know would come back to visit. Um, others believed that. And Brittany, you might need to pronounce this for me. It's A-O-S-S-I. Aus see spirits or fairies. Do you know what that is? I'll see. I'll see. Yeah. I tried looking it up. I was unsuccessful. It, it, it I sounds could have tried harder, like, I guess. I've heard. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. I'm pretty sure that is some early form of Gaelic. I could probably be wrong for all you listeners out there who know Gaelic. Uh, please inform us. Um, write in but, and tell me everything I pronounced wrong. Right, but I'm pretty sure they're talking about fae. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it's sure spirits they- or fairies that were eating a boot at the time. Right. Um, not like fun fairies, like, you know, like cute, like little tinkerbells. It was like the changeling fairies that would like steal your babies. Um, I think, so, are, are you going to mention the Unseelie Court? I'm not. Okay. Would you uh, like to mention it? Uh, you know what? Or should we do a whole episode on it? We should do a whole episode on Faye. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I have it planned. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. There's there's a lot Carry to on. go into. There, yeah. There's a lot that we like kind of gloss over that we're definitely going to do uh, entire episodes on. And yeah. this we'll is one of them. Then we'll come back yeah. around. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the spooky, the spooky kind of scary fairies that you have to leave – uh you know food out for um and how do you protect yourself from fairies you buy their good graces with food and mm-hmm. drinks so they would mm-hmm. leave out um yummy food the kids would like um you know in in about the 1500s the kids 
especially it was much more of a Scottish thing. I I was reading. Um, they would dress as the the scary fairy so they wouldn't get kidnapped. Because why would you kidnap a scary fairy? You want a cute human kid. Um, and they would play fun middle aged games, like middle ages games. Um, so here are some fun games that I'm going to incorporate into my Halloween practice. <laughs> um, they would carve their initials into apples and then bob for them to figure out who you're going to marry. So like, I guess all the <gasps> girls would carve their initials into apples and the boys would bob for them and figure out whose initials. And then that's, I guess who you're betrothed to for the rest of your life. Have fun. Um, so I'm definitely going to be doing that <laughs> so I can get second married. Second um, married. and then <laughs> you can also carve your initials into a stone much harder than carving it into an apple, but bigger payoff. You throw it into the big fire the next day when it's gone out or, you know, after your three or six day festival, if you can't find your stone, you're going to die. <laughs> so... Ooh. So much fun. How, like, why aren't we playing these games anymore? Okay, okay, but wait, was there, was there a positive repercussion to this? If you found it, then you wouldn't die and you get to live one more year. Okay. At least, I guess, at least one more year. Until next year, you get to do it to a new stone. I don't know if they'd keep their same stone because that's a lot of. I mean, carving your initials into a stone, I mean, that took some time. So I'd keep mine the next year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's fun. And then they would, as Brittany mentioned earlier, carve um, turnips and put candles in them as like the first form of jack-o'-lanterns until they were like, this is the worst, creepiest looking vegetable we could have chosen. Let's change it to pumpkins. Well, they were supposed to be, though. They were supposed they to scare away. They those creepy ass fairies. Right. It was I, supposed to be like a gargoyle. And yeah. pumpkins weren't a big deal yet either. They hadn't propagated well, so much from. An American, like a, you know, like from like North and South America, were they yeah. out there? Pumpkins yeah. are an American or that. You know that side the, of the world, yeah. That continent, you know those continents. Words, yeah. I know them. Um, <laughs> they came from there, so um, they were much like tomatoes and potatoes. Glorious, glorious potatoes. Um, they were all brought over um, from colonizers. So yeah, yeah so, so that's what they have. Then, let's not turnips. judge. Let's, let's not judge. I judge. I'm judging the turnips. I will not judge anybody's pronunciation of Samhain. I will judge your turnips. Um, wow. Wow. That's it's where I'm it's 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 the hill I'm going to die on. Thank you. Okay. Lauren uh, Lauren, you and I need to carve turnips. <laughs> take pictures and have Shelby judge us harshly. Let's, no. ju- let's dress up our turnips as ourselves for the. I will Instagram. not be doing that. I will not be doing that. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a good way to make a poppet of myself that no, I don't want. No. That I don't want. Um, so around 1500 is when they started dressing in costumes um, so that they, you know, would look too scary to be kidnapped. Um, and it, it at, around this time, you know, it's been a few hundred years that Christianity's been like trying to insert itself into this too. So it's getting like the idea of the 
the scarier side of the afterlife because you know catholics are all about demons mm. um you mean fear. we love them we love we love a nice demon possession um scary spooky ghosts etc um so and you can kind of like see the evolution like you know in the way 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 back times they would be, you know, bringing out the bones and celebrating their the dead. And, like, it's slowly morphing into, well, and there's some fairies, too. They're kind of creepy. Well, and there's demons out there. So eh, let's let's get let's dress up into some spooky outfits to scare off the demons. Um, so then, you know, they these kids would dress up and then they would be like, oh, well, I'm dressed up like a demon. I'm going to play, play tricks like a demon. Um, so that's where they're getting the little trick-or-treats. So they'd go do something. They'd knock on doors, do something entertaining for the, the homeowner. Um, and the home, Well, I don't know, homeowner. I don't know if they were called that back then. <laughs> the, the person that lived there. The residents. Um, the residents. <laughs> and the residents would give them a little bit of food. Um, sometimes they'd play tricks. So, um, it, you know, it's kind of morphing into more of what we know um, as like traditional Halloween fun stuff. Um, and I have a quote from history.com about some different monsters. The history.com article is written by history.com editors. So if any history.com editors would like to write in and tell me that they wrote this sow in peace, I will credit you a little bit more specifically than history.com. Um, but they said one, spe uh, one specific, some specific monsters were associated with the mythology surrounding Samhain, including shape-shifting creature called Puka that receives harvest offerings from the field. And Lady Gwyn, my personal favorite, is a <laughs> headless woman dressed in white who chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig. Um, the Dalian Dulahan feel free to tweet me, tweet me my corrections. Thank you. Um, sometimes appears as impish creatures, sometimes headless men or on horses who carried their heads riding oh. flame eyed horses. Their appearance was a death omen to anyone who encountered them. Ooh, so ooh. a lot of fun, spooky, spooky stuff. Go ahead. Ooh, that sounds like, um, I wonder if that was also a popular idea in the Dutch community, like, because, what does that sound like? Sleepy Hollow yeah. with the yeah. Headless Horseman. Yeah. I wonder if it morphed from that. Ah, oh. History's My fun. Bad. I'm sorry. I'm very yeah. excited about this. <laughs> Anthropology is fun, you guys. It can um, be. It can Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely going as Lady Gwyn um, next Halloween. I already have my outfit picked out this year. So, oh, which wait. one of your cats are you dressing yeah. up as the black pig? That's what I want to know. I have two black cats, so either one. I think um, Diesel does best on the leash, so probably him. And I'll get him little piggy ears. Can you even? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Will I'm very wear excited. Will he I, wear them? I mean, if I tie it tight enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. he, he's good with the harness, so, like, the worst thing that could happen is I could put the, the piggy outfit on him, and he'll just knock off the ears. Yeah, I think a piggy <laughs> outfit would be a better idea. We're going to have to find, boy, you're going to have a good time finding a black piggy outfit. Or you could sew it. 
Yeah, I can make it myself. Just a little piggy tail. You'll little... have buy... like a little evil cat tail and a little piggy tail. Just buy the regular piggy outfit if you can find one. And, and dye, dye it black. It. Yeah, yeah, I have enough black dye. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, are there are there pig out? Are there pig costumes for cats out there? I'm sure Amazon has it. Jeff Bezos got me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, I'll make it myself. So that kind of brings us to more modern celebrations. Um, Americans obviously love Halloween. Um, we do. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm. I'm a classic American. I love Halloween. I love dressing up. I love planning my outfits years and years mm-hmm. and years in advance. <laughs> um, there are also, you know, modern pagans, eclectic pagans, um, Celtic reconstructionists. Um, who draw on old traditions to celebrate faithfully. Um, Wicca Wiccans came around. Well. Yeah, oh, I was going to say Wicca. <laughs> Wicca. Wicca came around in the 1960s. Um, so they are, in, you know, including these sorts of practices. And like I said, a lot of this we're probably going to have to do a whole episode on because it's just going to, I mean, if you want to listen to a 15-hour podcast, you are more than welcome to make it yourself because I just don't have that kind of time today. Um, (laughs) But um, so now we can kind of go over how we sort of incorporate these sorts of traditions or what new traditions we have come up with. Um, So, Brittany, I'd love to hear your perspective first because you're kind of the most eclectic of all of the pagans we have on the podcast (laughs) other than the only one (laughs) so um so i almost every year have a halloween party if i don't have a halloween party um i'm either very ill or dead so (laughs) or i've been possessed by a demon or it's COVID. So, um, which the whole world was just, you know, possessed by a demon. Yeah, that's COVID. Um, and it progresses. Um, so I have a few different, um, things I want to bring into this. So for me, um, I have noticed in my own personal experience, and this is something I'm going to put out there for everyone who's listening, listen very carefully, listen to the words coming out of my mouth in my own personal experience. Your experience may be different, and that's awesome, and that's cool, and that's amazeballs. And you should write in about it. And Tell you should write in about it. But this is my own personal experiences. I am not saying this is how it should be celebrated. I am not saying that this is the correct way to celebrate it. I am this just telling just you. one way. This is just me. This is just me. <clears throat> so something that I have um, experienced and noticed um, just you know, being who I am, is that for me, the veil starts to thin um, starting the day after the summer solstice. And it goes all the way until it thins really, really thin um, on Samhain or Halloween. Um, And it stays pretty thin all through the winter, too. And then it starts to kind of thicken. I guess, as we go on from, oh, I would say like in bulk, which is in February, I think. <clears throat> so whenever we first start to feel the stirrings of spring, like it may not actually be spring outside, but we are like suddenly feeling like, oh, spring is nigh, that sort of deal. Okay. So that's how I feel about the thinning of the veil. 
Um, you feel like that's because, um, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I yeah. just started thinking when you said that, is that because, you know, culturally as humans, when winter came, you know, and a lot of this comes from like a northern sort of like European cultural perspective, mm-hmm. but in that time, like area, um, you know, that's likely when the most people would die. It's when food was rarest. It's exactly. when, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, the weather was much more harsh. Um, so I wonder if that's, I mean, you know, we're trying to science like spiritual spooky stuff. Out, right. But so like, you, like you said last episode, you know, it might just be, <clears throat> we haven't figured out the science to explain it, but I wonder if that's kind of maybe why you feel that. The way that I see it is that we are, we are part of nature, like humans are. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think we're much more cyclical than we like to think about and I think we're a lot more tied to the seasons than uh I think that we realize um especially Mm -hmm. nowadays um and so for me I think that you know fall is the transition into winter whereas spring is a transition into summer and so in the autumn um you're starting to go within because winter is all about darkness um the ending of things rest internalized work um, hibernation, um, the planting of ideas or keeping, you know, it's all, it's all the internal stuff. And, um, you know, and then summer is all about the, um, you know, the external, it's about, um, new beginnings. It's about, um, you know, what we kind of think of as light and neither one of them are good or bad. They're neutral. They just are what they are. It's whatever we connect to them that makes them one way or the other. So that's, that's my little spiel on it. So we're in the transition area. We're transitioning into a time, into winter, which is where we're going to go within. We rest. We um, end certain cycles. Um, we take a chill pill. Um, and so Literally. Samhain, literally. <laughs> and so in Samhain, our part of the world. <laughs> exactly. And so Samhain um, is the third harvest of the year. Um, it's the harvest of meat. So that is where you harvest your livestock and hunting so you can fill your larder, knowing what animals you can and cannot keep alive through the winter. Um, and so you, it's the heart. And so it makes sense that you're kind of celebrating the dead too, because it has a lot to do with like death um, and death. I will also die on this hill. Death is not a negative thing. Mm-hmm. What we attach to death is negative and it can be, it can be a really awful thing. You know, um, but death in and of itself is just, a, once again, a transition. It's just a thing that exists. I kind of think of it as grief <laughs> is awful. Death right. is and like, transition. I mean, dying, once you're dead, you're you're done suffering. Right. You know, the person dying, but everybody else is the one that's, right. you know, sad and upset. Well, and, and then the pain that comes with death and, you know, there's there's all kinds of caveats that come with that. But yes, I agree with you 100%. So the way that I celebrate Samhain is there's always a a Halloween party um, because it is a time of making merry. It's merriment. Mm -hmm. Plus I love a good party. Uh, I mean, I love a good party. (laughs) Um, And so what we will do is that we will have what's called um, a dumb feast. Now that we don't do this every year. Um, Sometimes I feel called to it. Sometimes I don't. And the dumb feast is where um, you eat 
you because you have a lot of food there's a ton of food you sit down and you sit for a few minutes in silence um and in that time is kind of where you're like honoring the um beings that have died in order for you to survive so the food you're eating um your you know ancestors before you um and like anybody and anything and any being that you can consider that you know they have their cycle has ended in order for you to keep going and so we also um during that time will put together a platter for the ancestors we call it the ancestor platter and we put a little bit of everything like everything um on the platter and usually there's a table um, and I encourage people to bring photographs of like loved ones that they are thinking about during that time that have passed on. Um, I have a, a quick question about mm-hmm. the platter. Yes. Is there a Reese's on it? Because when I die, you're going to need to start putting a Reese's on it. <laughs> <laughs> we do put candy on it. Like if we have candy in a bowl, we'll put candy on there too. Um Perfect. I almost always make ham because I come, I hail from ham people and we love ham and potatoes. So there's almost always that on there. Um, and we will put it on the table with all of the pictures of the people that we are honoring who have passed away. Um, so it could be somebody that passed away recently. It could be somebody that passed away a long time ago, but for some reason you're really thinking about them or you feel called. Um, it can be, um, you know, companions that we have lost. It can be anybody in it, anything. It can even be, you know, I've had people bring in just a piece of paper that has like their ancestry written on it. And they're like, I'm honoring all my ancestors. Um, And we have that on the table. We put that on the table. And while we have the dumb feast, we acknowledge it. Um, And then at the end of the evening, we put it outside. And that is for um, any spirits or fae who are out and about to partake in it. And of course, any animals. To come take it. I almost always have the same possum friend that comes and takes it. And I'm like, ah, yes, there's the possum friend. They are, they are either embodying some entity who is like, ah, yes, heckin' food. Um, Or just, you know, it's just giving back what you took. And so after that, um, we almost always have a fire of some sort. Um, There's always... um, drink and merriment and laughing and music and just generally kind of, you know, having a good time. And a lot of times we'll have people do card readings for every each other there. Like if anybody feels called to it, um, sometimes we do a guided meditation where we actually journey into the underworld and um, meet whoever wants to talk to you there because it could be a family member. It could be an ancestor. It could be an entity. It could be anything. Um, we don't always do that, but sometimes we do. Um, and then something that's highly encouraged that kind of everybody just sort of like ends up doing, we don't necessarily like stop and have like a, a moment for it, um, is a lot of people start sharing like stories about the people who have died. Um, and it doesn't always have to be the person that they're thinking about or who are they're honoring. It could just be, you know, you know what, that reminds me of old so, you know, uncle so-and-so and one time they did this and it was really funny and it just really sticks with me. And I'm just thinking about it a lot right now. Um, so yeah, it's kind of not as structured. I know a lot of practicing pagans, Wiccans, um, non-Christians, or, or I mean, even Christians, anybody who is having that sometimes do it very structured. I kind of don't. I, because for me, it's different every year. Um, 
Do you do anything with an altar? Uh, you not. just more do the platter? Yeah, with the table. I mm. I used to do an altar. And I don't anymore. And it's for a number of reasons. None of them are, like, negative. It's just kind of I felt like I didn't need to do that anymore. I, so th- the main reason I don't have any altar sort of thing is I um, have four cats. And it will Fair. get ruined very Fair. quickly. You know, like, I, I do have this little place in my office that I have, like, that I change out for the seasons. I guess you could call it an altar. Um... But I don't really do much with it, to tell you the truth. Um, So, you know, to our listeners out there, if you feel like doing an altar, you feel called to do an altar, heck yeah, do an altar. You know? Yeah, write in about it so that we can um, go over it. Right, and we can talk about it. Listeners episode episode about about different practices. But, you know, but your practice is your own. If you don't feel called to have an altar... Um, or it just doesn't feel right, um, then don't have one. And that can change later in time. And you can be like, no, I really feel like I want one now. Or you may never want one. Or you may feel like an altar is integral to like your practice and you can't imagine anybody else having one. Eclectic pagans. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, you know. Do whatever you want, whenever you want. (laughs) Whatever whatever works best for you. Um, You know, I I do have a big issue with... um, gatekeeping when it comes to practitioners who Mm -hmm. tell you that if you don't have this or you if you don't do this or whatever then you're not a real witch or you're not a real practitioner and that really bothers me because it's like there's no one way to do it and my idea is that the divine comes to all of us in whatever way suits us best as long as we're open Mm -hmm. to listening to it so you don't you know children aren't all taught the same because they have different wants, needs, and desires. So why would God do that? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, but yeah, that's how I celebrate, celebrate Samhain and Halloween. Um, costumes are highly encouraged, but nobody has to wear a costume if they don't want to. Um, so yeah. Lauren, how about you? What do you like to do this time of year? Uh, mine's way more traditional. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Uh, and I have a kid, and uh, that's not to say that you can celebrate it differently either, but we just, you know, we decorate our house. I do so more with, like, fall aesthetics, not so much, like, the Halloween spooky, though my kid, now that he's getting older, would love that because he's getting into that spooky stuff, but uh, we also do... You know, your your traditional trick-or-treating at Halloween, we dress up. I usually dress up, like, as a, a low-key witch as we go trick-or-treating. And then, you know, my kid does whatever his thing is for the year. Do you and go to neighborhoods or do you go to, like, a trunk-or-treat sort of thing? It depends on the weather, really, if mm-hmm. and how early we get started and if it's on a school night. Because if it's on a school night, I ain't going to be out later than like seven because I want to eat and wind down. Or you could do both. Double up on that candy. We have. (laughs) When it's on like Friday night or Saturday night, we like, we go all hog out, you know, 
we'll go to all of them we'll like hit up our neighborhood we'll go to grandma's we'll hit up grandma's neighborhood we'll go to any trunk or treats in between any of the churches we go through like we'll do all that you gotta go to the rich neighborhoods full-size candy bars those are a little few and far in between down in our area but (laughs) (laughs) they are there but anyway focus focus gave us uh unobtainable expectations about Um, (laughs) trick-or-treating There are some people that still do like the candy bar, like the full size candy bar. What? Yeah. One day I'm going to be rich enough to be that person. And there are some in like at least my neighborhood where they're like, yeah, parents take one too. Yes. I had trick or treaters last year. Okay. I'm so sorry, Lauren. I have, to tell you, I have to tell you a story about the best trick or treater I've ever had in my entire adult life being the person doling out candy. So. Halloween was on a Sunday last year, right? Yes, it was. Um, And I had had lots of fun the night before my Halloween party. Too much fun, one might say. And I decided I was going to dress up as an old lady. I just put on my robe that you made for my wedding, Shelby. And then a shower cap on and pajamas and slippers. And I was like, this is my costume because I'm done. But we still had trick-or-treaters. And my favorite, my favorite one, oh, was um, these two kids that came up and I'm assuming they were siblings because they looked very similar. So older one comes up, their dress is Buzz Lightyear. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, get yourself whatever candy you want because I'm not a stickler. Grab what you want. And so, you know, little dude grabbed their candy, looked at me and was like, thanks and went along the way. And that's when I spotted their younger sibling who couldn't have been more than a couple, like two, maybe Aww. three, right? They are dressed as a unicorn. No. And not just not just any unicorn. They are a perfectly round unicorn. <laughs> it looks like somebody <laughs> took a unicorn stuffed animal, removed its innards, made holes for the limbs and the face, and put this <laughs> child in it. Okay. So this child comes it's up. The, it's the I'm so fluffy, I'm gonna die unicorn. Yes, yes, it was. It truly was, but it was a child. It was a small <laughs> child, a very small child who was toddling through my yard. Now, Aww. mind you, they look like a balloon with all four with their with their little arms sticking out and they're waddling. They're waddling through my yard and they come up my stairs and they're just like one little leggy at a time, just making their way up this my porch, right? And I'm standing there in absolute <laughs> awe of this amazing child. And this child comes up to me, sticks, looks at me, sticks out its little hand and goes, da. <laughs> so cute. And I was like, Yes, here you go. <laughs> Handed them a handful of candy. They looked at the candy, looked at me, looked at the candy, looked at me, <laughs> looked at the candy, and turned around, toddled back down the stairs, oh, no. back to their adult guardian, <laughs> contemplating life and like what just happened. Wait, did they take the candy? Yes. Okay. They, they had it in their little hand and they're just staring at it like, huh. This is the strangest thing I have yeah. ever yeah. done in my life. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I, I just gotta I'm wear this. Right? I have to wear this like really annoying thing. <laughs> and like I walk to random strangers' doors. Didn't mom tell me about stranger danger? Every other <laughs> year it's strange every other day of the year it's stranger danger. And we get to go to people's <laughs> houses and just take whatever they give us. Oh, oh <laughs> my I'll God. ingest that. 
And then right afterwards came up this big group of people, and it was like four adults with a, at least a dozen children. And all four adults are schnockered. <laughs> and so they come up and they're like, trick or treat. And they're all like, oh, we love your cats. Look at your dog. There's, she's so cute. You know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're this part of the world where we're really friendly for no reason. Let's go. And so the adults, they, and it was, it was all four women, or I'm, I'm assuming they were women. Um, they turned around and they were like, wait, don't we get any candy? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, if you want some, take it. And they're like, wait, really? And I was like, yes. Yes, we're in the middle of a panini. You can have whatever you want. I don't give a shit. And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna come here every year." La, 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 la. And oh my god, these women were great. I, I, it was, it was the best. And it was just like rapid fire. Like one, like I had the small unicorn child that I, I was just screaming in my head over. And then this great group of, you know. People coming That's up. when you want to turn into a fairy and just steal that child. Like, oh, no, they got I don't the want the responsibilities idea. of the child. <laughs> <laughs> I want to steal a real unicorn, a completely a round unicorn, unicorn child. That's right. what I want. I'm the fairy. <laughs> so that is my uh, Halloween story that I so rudely interrupted Lauren for. But I had to tell you about the rotund unicorn child. It was important. <laughs> I wish I would have saw that. Oh my gosh, I wish I'd had a video because it was stupid adorable. Like it made everything in my being screech mm-hmm. with joy, mm-hmm. except my mouth because I didn't <laughs> want to scare the small child. <laughs> right, yeah. Just, that's all you need is but a I'm, child rolling away. That's what I was just imagining. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I, I'm almost like... You know, they did that on purpose because if this kid falls down, which inevitably they're going to because they're small, Baby. very small, they're going to be good. <laughs> they're just surrounded by padding. Perfectly round, rotund unicorn child. I just, I couldn't get over it. I still can't. It was great. That, that tied in with the, I also had adult trick-or-treaters I gave candy to. That's how it connected for all of you out there who are very confused. <laughs> Welcome to ADHD Connections. <laughs> In my brain, 24-7. Sometimes I take it for granted that we've known each other so long. And, like, I'm like, what do you mean for people who don't understand? That's perfectly logical. (laughs) (laughs) That we just went through. Yeah. Was trick-or-treaters. Adults. Unicorn child. (laughs) Unicorn child and then adult after. It all comes to bear. (laughs) Do you have any annual events that you go to, Lauren? Anything you do every single year? Um, you mean for like Halloween season? Yeah, yeah, anytime. Other than the trick or treating on actual Halloween, the only other thing is I'm was born on All Saints Day or am born on All Saints Day. So my, you know, from childhood, you two know this. Mm-hmm. My birthday was always lump summed into Halloween. So usually we would just like do a costume party the next day or like close to. And Halloween let me tell weekend. you how happy I was to be able to extend Halloween. <laughs> My God, it was great. I loved that. Whenever you're like, oh, every single year it was a costume party. And every single year I was like, yeah. yes! I'm going to do a costume party for my birthday in January too. <laughs> right. And for me with my, with my birthday two days after Christmas, it's always like, 
happy Christmas birthday. Yeah. Like, thank you. I think. Much less cool holiday to be like. <laughs> I don't know. I love how ha- I love Christmas as much as I love Halloween. I'm one of those white girls. <clears throat> I'm not ashamed to say it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. That's what and we I are. love me my pumpkin spice lattes. Dude, pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice. Anything. Okay. Now listen to me. Here, and are the you smells, ready? Are, the candles. Yes. yes. Are you ready for a little tiny popcorn fart lesson on pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice? Yes. Yes. Pumpkin spice. The mixture that we know of as pumpkin spice once was called sweet spice. Sweet spice, especially in the Middle Ages, was used to flavor just about fucking everything on rich people. I wonder tables. why, because it's yeah. delicious. It was, well, and it was extremely <laughs> expensive. It was extremely expensive to get those spices, and so it was used to spice meat, pies, um, sweet meats, uh, veg- everything in drinks. It was in everything, um, but it was known as sweet spice. So sweet spice continued through time and memoriam, and it started to be used in only sweet things. So like desserts, right? And so it then kind of whittled down to the point where it was only really used in um, pumpkin pie, essentially. Um, But it was known as sweet spice whenever they started making pumpkin pies and pumpkin tarts because that's what they put in everything. I I mean, any sort of like fruit dessert, sweet dessert, sweet dessert, Mm -hmm. any sort of dessert, um, sweet spice was put into. So... What we call pumpkin spice now today is the only reason it's called pumpkin spice is because it is mainly used in pumpkin pies. And it doesn't actually include pumpkin, which a lot of people right. get upset about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sweet spice is now pumpkin spice. And the really cool thing about sweet spice is if you start or pumpkin spice, if you really start looking up the properties of each like ingredient, mm-hmm. it makes a pretty potent friendship protection spell. So that's why we all love it. Exactly. Yeah. But the reason why perfect. <laughs> so many people are obsessed with it is because people have been obsessed with it forever, for it thousands runs of it. years. Like <laughs> It just got a better marketing team, yo. Right. And so when people are like, it's in everything. It's like, oh, you should have gone to a medieval banquet. You wouldn't have been able to get away from it then either. It was in everything. <laughs> so, Which is yeah. my ideal life. <laughs> yeah. Just, just in just everything all year. Except Thank you. for the, you know, just that. Not the rest of the medieval stuff. Not the rest was, of it. Thank you. Yeah, that was, <laughs> just the I mean, food. Just the food. Just the food. So, yeah. That is the little. Thank you for attending my popcorn fart TikTok <laughs> on That's pumpkin what spice. This podcast is all about is Britney's tangents. I hope uh, that's that are right. <laughs> incredibly interesting. Always interrupting people. I'm so sorry. I don't know if it'll change. I will try to be better about we that. We don't want it to. We didn't want you on the mm. podcast to not get a tangent. Like, okay. that's not why okay. we're here. Thank and you for I'm, your I'm totally used to it, so. Okay. Thank you go, for your love and validation it. and acceptance, especially Lauren. I, I accepted it ages ago. I'm good. <laughs> I'm a very good listener. You are. So. <laughs> I'm a very good talker. And Shelby is just enthusiastic about everything in general. So we just work so well. Just work so well. We're like pumpkin so spice. That's like basically the gist of my Halloween type season. Shelby, what's yours? So I am very much like Lauren where I, you know, go to Halloween. I don't have any children that I trick or treat with, but, um, you know, we do get trick or treaters to the house sometimes. So 
um, our next door neighbor before we met them, like for real, for real, they, their, um, kid came dressed as Link from, uh, <gasps> Legend of Zelda. The, yeah, Legend of Zelda. Oh, they were that's so adorable. Link, and then that's when they became my favorite neighbor. So. Oh. Were you guys there at my Halloween party when, um, Becca dressed up as Link? And she even had no. like the Master Sword and stuff. When was that? I vaguely remember. That's when they, remember oh, this. We were still in middle school, I think. Yes, you did Halloween parties when we were in middle school. Oh, yes, I house. did. And you I went have gone because I yeah. wouldn't have not gone. You did <clears throat> like even like a little maze too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the maze though. Yes, yes. We had um, And then you had your older sister and her friends like try to They would come and scare us. us. <laughs> yes, it was great. It was like a joint way that my mom could get my older sister and I yeah. who are night and day to actually get along for one evening. <laughs> so yeah. And, and I think that was the same party where we had like um like where light as a feather stuff as a board stuff too yes Yes, we did that one and then we also had a halloween cake that my mom got from the grocery store and we didn't get plates and cups for some reason like we completely blanked remember we used our hands Mm -hmm. we literally just dug in with our hands like heathens and we're like this (laughs) is the teen and full of hormones like (laughs) absolute best party ever yeah and just like shoved it in our face great it was awesome yep Yeah, so yeah, so, I've always been into Halloween. Hello. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it, it has also always been my favorite holiday. Um, I love dressing up as a witch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Witches were like the pinnacle of cool mm-hmm. for me. I thought they were so neat. Um, didn't realize you could be one. Um, so <laughs> in your life, <laughs> living my dreams now. Um, so, uh, you know, we get trick-or-treaters and they're very cute. Um, I, I try to, I always buy the name brand candy cause I grew up pretty poor. So like now I'm like, Oh, I'm a rich lady who gets to buy name brand candy. <laughs> One day I'm going to upgrade to, um, to d- doing, uh, full size candy bars. Um, one day small steps, but I, um, I make all of my costumes, uh, cause I do like to sew. So I've got them as Miss Frizzle one year. That's a good costume. That was cute. I mm-hmm. really liked that costume. I, I made her like planet dress. So like with planets and stars and I hand sewed like felt planets. Um, so that was really fun. I made, um, I cobbled together this one. I didn't, I didn't make this one, um, but I was Ruth Bader Ginsburg one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was fun. What was that really mean lady from Harry Potter that I can't think of? Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge. Umbridge. Yes. You were her. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that. I, yeah. I went, that was good. That was I went good. to the, it was the uh, Harry Potter book release as Umbridge. I think it was for the sixth or seventh one. Um, that, you made so a really we, good there Umbridge. Was a, yeah, it was a costume contest. I was very upset. My Kaylin didn't win the costume. She won as Hermione, looked exactly like her, and yes, I gave it to some kid dressed as Dobby, which like now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, they should. But as a teen, I was like, <laughs> I just gave it to that stupid kid because he's little. Um, so uh, to be fair, that kid probably wasn't stupid. Um, but yeah, so I've gone as as Umbridge. This year I'm going as a monarch butterfly and I got a crown to wear. Um because yeah, monarch, get it? Monarch. Yeah, it's I'm very excited. Yeah. Um and so last year I went as um what's her name? Maleficent. Um mm-hmm. and I yeah. 
I sewed a um, corset and I um, did makeup that's like green and fun. And I did the glue on my eyebrows. I like to go all out. Um, And then every year here, we do um, a trivia night with um, the Love Will Foundation. Um, And they do um, in our area, they, they help people who can't afford to get mental health services, get them. So, um, I'll put a link to, to them in the show description if anybody wants to, um, reach out or look into doing that, but they do an annual trivia night where they do, um, tables and we, they do the, you know, best theme, best costume and stuff. And so people get really into it. So this year our theme is orange and that's why I'm going as monarch butterfly. Um, so that's like my favorite annual um, thing. But this year, because I got like so into tarot, now I'm like, well, now I got to do a tarot spread reading. So I'm going to do mm-hmm. um, like a Samhain reading and, you know, just see what I get. I, I don't do a whole lot of like talk to the dead with tarot because, you know, I'm just there sleepy. I'm gonna let They're them rest. Sleepy. Just I don't want to be bothered when I get to sleep for the rest of my life, so I am not gonna bother them. But you know, just to see maybe if like an ancestor pops by, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Um, see if actually, my the cat that haunts me uh, pops by. Who knows? She I mean, she's around all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a Halloween oracle deck. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I do want to get that one. That is it's on my list. Wait, so what's pretty. the name of it again? Is it the Halloween sound one? Oracle deck? That's what it's called. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> the name of it. Hold on. Hold on. Give me just a second. Ooh, I'm going to pour for more. I don't remember this one. Did I see it last time I was there? The Oh, the one I'm thinking of is the Seasons of the Witch Oracle, the Samhain Oracle. I don't think she has that um, one. I would have remembered, but maybe I'm wrong. She has that one. I know because I, w- I wanted it real bad. I uh, gifted I think- her the Maven one. Okay, we've, we've been okay. making guesses. Exactly. What is yeah. it? <laughs> so it is called the Halloween Oracle. Oh, hey. Hey, hey. Yeah. Um, and it is, is it by, by? Um, Stacey DeMarco. Okay, I've heard uh, other people l- using this, yes. Lifting the veil between the worlds every night. Ooh. <laughs> um, the artwork is absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, fun fact. So I have certain decks that will um, let me know when it is the appropriate time to use them. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. This is one of those decks where it usually makes sense. Like it's, as Shelby says, it's sleepy. Um, you know, d- between like during spring and summer. Um, this deck, um, however, it starts to kind of wake up in late September and I can, uh, use it all the way through early December. Um, but once a season of light happens, which is what I call Yule, um, then it's like, all right, night, night again, but great deck, beautiful deck, super fun deck. Um, go, go look at it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of the seasons <laughs> of the witch Samhain Oracle when you were talking about it. Cause that I know one, you have that one. I don't have that one. Oh, I thought you did. I, no, you, Lauren, you have it. Must be the the Mavon one that. Lauren no, no, got you. Lauren gave me the Beltane one. Beltane. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. oh. So, so they're coming out with a Maven one. I don't <gasps> know if you've realized that. I, so I saw I was, an advertisement, and I was so like, oh, just no, to no, let no, you guys no. know, 
definitely good Christmas slash birthday idea for moi. <laughs> um, I've already purchased your Christmas presents, so I'm no longer open to suggestions. But well, if you need something for your birthday, I, let me know. <laughs> I may or may not have already thought about that. So, <gasps> Le shock. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna oh, tell you shock. which one though. Thankfully, there's three. Yeah, don't tell me. <laughs> Don't tell me. I don't. I want to be surprised. I want to be so surprised. I want to be surprised so bad for my birthday and Christmas that um, my, <laughs> especially my partner, for especially for Christmas, right? Especially. Because my my partners will buy me gifts and I will look at it and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm going to say this for you for Christmas," and I will purposefully delete it from my brain. I want to be surprised by this so bad that I'm going to delete. Having ADHD really helps with that, like brain deletion. Because I'm literally like, like, delete. We're done. (laughs) Sometimes Michael will tell me something, and I'll be like, um, he'll be like, "Well, I don't want to tell you because it's going to spoil like a show or something." I'll be like, "It will not not remember by the time we watch it." I yeah. won't even remember by the time we if we watch the episode this second. I right. remember it by the time it happens. Right, exactly, precisely. Um, but yeah, so you should totally do uh, a tarot spread for Halloween because yeah. it is really interesting what you get. Sometimes you get um, a dud reading, and you're kind of like, "Aw," and then sometimes you get somebody who wants to talk, and that is interesting. And fun yeah. um, sometimes, uh, unless um, I think it's the like um, latent Catholic upbringing in me mm-hmm. that is like almost like you shouldn't do that because of demons. And well, then I like I know thing. like logically it's not. I know like logically like okay it's not going to be like that. But also I mean it's unlikely. <laughs> it's unlikely. It's not impossible or uh, but it's unlikely. But just I mean think yeah. about it this way too. If you're somebody who's more of a Christian orientation and this makes you feel more comfortable, open up to saints and um, you know different biblical beings because it is All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know it's yeah. All Saints Day Eve, so it's All Hallows Eve. Um, But I mean, like, you can do a spread, too, while also, like, asking biblical deities or or deities, biblical entities to speak to you, which, um, if you ask me, is more terrifying, honestly, (laughs) because angels are terrifying. They're they're absolutely terrifying. People people who speak to angels and they see them in the very, um, hmm, you know, like what we think of when we think of angels, like beautiful dress usually Caucasian white mm. wings, mm-hmm. you know, touched by an angel. Horns sort of behind them, like, burp, 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 light, yeah. light behind yeah. Them. yeah. I have yet to speak with an angel that looks like that. None of them do. They <laughs> so all look like. have to like... save that for another podcast. Yes. I want all of Brittany's supernatural stories. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they look a lot more um, like your brain is trying to figure out what it's looking at. And that's always way more fun. At least – the only demons I've I'm, ever spoken I mean, to have been very straightforward. So, like, it's different. Well, and that's more, like, biblically accurate. If, yes. If I'm understanding right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Terrifying. For that. Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't done I, I I feel like, um, so the day we're recording this is the day before Hocus Pocus 2 comes out. Oh, I freaking know. I'm so excited. I am, I'm going to a viewing party. Yes, I'm in my 30s. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hosting a viewing party. Viewing party. Oh. Yes. I'm not oh. going to Britney's because, unfortunately, we live in different cities, and that's stupid. Oh, I'll be at my mom's, but that's also oh, a different yeah. city. But so. it's also a different city. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Um, 
Um, it's a moot point. Yeah. So, but so we're going to one. So I'm bringing I'm bringing all my decks. I printed out spreads so people can because you know a lot of people aren't like super familiar with tarot. So I like printed out a little you know questions you can ask and like different spreads. I have a Maybon spread. I have a um, you know, I, there are a bunch of people have birthdays around this time. So I printed out some birthday spreads for people if they want to choose those. I'm more than excited about this party. <laughs> My friend's going to make um, little brownies that look like the Book the of book? Shadows. Yeah. Um, and ah, I'm, I'm making I so many pictures. <laughs> so I'm getting this is what I'm making. I'm making I, and this is makes for great audio. I'm getting cookie cutters of like ghosts and pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cut pie crust out of that, put pie filling in it and then make little ghost and pumpkin pies in like <gasps> the shape of cookies. Yes, I'm I do that too. More than excited. Yeah, I do that almost every Halloween party, too. I call them hand pies because you can just pick them up. Yeah, little hand pies. Yeah. So I'm more than excited about the Hocus Pocus premiere. Um, I am that Niddler. Yes. Yes. (laughs) This is not the 90s. Oh, that's a question. So which one do you uh, resonate with? with with the Hocus Pocus Hocus Pocus Sisters. God, my tongue is so... Sanderson Sisters. There we go. Yes. Go. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like I want to resonate the most with Winifred, but I definitely have found more in life that I'm a lot more like Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, I like doing whatever I want to do. I have a very difficult time paying attention. Um, And I like boys a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) So I am the same. I want to be Owen Afred, but I'm definitely a Mary. Um, <laughs> I am very clear. Yeah, yes. I, on, yes, I honestly yeah. think Lauren is the most Winifred out of our group by far. And oh, she has to deal okay. with our ADHD asses just like running amok. And she's like, guys, focus, focus <laughs> yeah. on what we're doing. <laughs> I'm honestly mostly screaming. <laughs> very confused. A lot of screaming. Right. So. <laughs> do you feel like that's How about you lauren i i would i was gonna say more like mary but only because like you know i'm in my 30s and i'm do a lot of housework so the vacuum is like essentially attached to me <laughs> Broom ho! Yeah. yeah yeah tell you what though a and vacuum, i love food there all day <laughs> well so does winifred it's just her favorite food is children yeah. i yeah. do like to quote unquote kiss slash you know Eat. Eat. Eat your child. My kids cheats. You know, I mean, but why, you know, it's their fault because they're so big. <laughs> so, like, it's their fault, really. They shouldn't be so full of nutrients. Right. So, um, little tangent here. Um, speaking of eating children, you guys, and including our listeners, if you want to see a very short, very funny video on YouTube, look up um, Witches on Tinder by worthy kids and laugh your butt off. I will do I'm that. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. It has to do with eating children and it's about witches on Tinder. And the whole video is like maybe three minutes long. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have a review of that video uh, on our next episode. <laughs> so be on the lookout. See if you like, comment and subscribe. If we, if you like the video, uh, yeah. which you should, if you don't, then your humor is, 
beyond saving. If you don't like it, we respect your opinion, but also you're wrong. Maybe pick a different podcast. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We respect you not sharing your opinion. If you don't like it. it. So maybe we should also post some of like our Halloween stuff. Like you could post your brownies that you made Shelby and your crown your yeah costume. i want to see excited. that's so bad that would be awesome oh it's gonna be a lightning round never mind <clears throat> i'll be quiet i'm very excited oh okay <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll jump into lightning round um so lightning questions what is your favorite spooky movie Brittany? go um so if we're talking about spooky and actual spooky it is uh sleepy hollow with johnny depp very very cute yes. yeah i love Lauren. that movie I don't really like spooky movies. I've seen a lot, and they Focus Focus counts as a spooky movie. Any yeah. spooky, spooky time, Halloween theme, including no. including spooky. It can be spooky <laughs> and spooky. So, I would, yeah. Okay, so I would go with Practical Magic. Oh, oh that's yeah, that's a good one. I love the movie. Um, I think mm-hmm. mine. I'm I'm just gonna be a basic white lady and and choose Hocus Pocus because that's fair. I can't even. Um, but like terrifying movie i don't know if y'all seen us but i had nightmares (laughs) for weeks i finally started watching like scary movies and by scary movies i mean one a year um and to just like test out the waters like i watched the new it Um, and i wasn't i wasn't as scared as i thought i would be um because i have scarier things in my life now like taxes so (laughs) No, no. See, I can't watch us. I so I I wouldn't unless you're like really ready to be. I nightmares for weeks. It was very good, very interesting. Gives you a lot to think about. I think I watched that one. That might have been like what. So my husband loves scary movies, loves them. And one year, our first year of marriage, actually, he decided that we were going to see every single freaking scary movie. And in one week, we saw, like, three different scary movies, and I had it. I was done. Like, we were at the theater, (laughs) and he's covering his face with, like, his knees. He's looking in between his knees. And he's like, tell me what's happening. I can't look. And I'm like, are you serious? You made me come to this. Bitch, you're on your own. (laughs) And I can't handle scary movies. The whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like bracing myself and doing deep breaths. And like Mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, okay, what's the next scary thing that's going to happen? Oh, that's probably going to happen. So I'm like, let's think of the scariest thing. And that's probably what's going to happen. And... Yeah, sure enough, it usually does. Or like, you know, those jump scare type things. Like I'm oh, always like it. trying oh. to think ahead. I can't handle, yeah. can't handle it, it. That's the main reason I don't go to theaters anymore because um, jump scares, even if it's not a scary movie, Lauren, you were with me when we went to see one of the Spider-Man movies with <laughs> Yes, and his little claw went uh-huh. right by uh, what's her face's head and I Kristen screamed Dubs. bloody murder I have a high <laughs> startle flex, reflex and I've learned that about myself and I will ruin even children's movies with it so <laughs> um, if we're going to talk about actual scary movies then I actually really enjoyed Insidious 
because it because it mm. was psychologically thriller. <clears throat> That's the main deal. It had just enough scary, but just enough excellent story, and then there was a happy ending. That Ooh, was one of the movies that, that we saw mm-hmm. during that week, along with like whatever other. I can't remember these titles, but I remember <laughs> the most random scariest crap from all of them, and I just like jumble it all together in my head. Mm-hmm. And at random times, so even now, it makes an even scarier movie yes. for you. So <laughs> even now, 10 years, 10 years later, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Wow. I will just randomly think of moments from these movies and I'll be like, Ooh. oh, great. We're going there, brain. Okay. Right. And I have to play it out in order for mm-hmm. it to like release. Go so, away. Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, let's think of something positive and happy and fluffy (laughs) (laughs) well here's something positive your uh favorite halloween costume what's that oh gosh i went as so many when i was little so i um usually go as a witch like like it's part of the core now that i almost always go as a witch but now i've accumulated enough witchy clothing that i feel like i live my best witchy life and so it was like um, in August that uh, actually it was while I was on vacation where, um, and this happens a lot. I just have like a ping thought that hits me like, you've got mail. I'm like, cool. What's this thought? Um, and I think I want to be a fairy this year. I am into it. Like, I really want to be a fairy, but but I want to look really cute and pretty, um, but I want to have fangs. Do it. And just be yeah. like, I was like, oh, I'm just such a cute, sweet little fairy, a little fae. And just like a real fae, I'm actually much more terrifying than you just think. Just like a real fae, I'm going to steal your kids. Right. I'm just going to smile and be like, you want to, would you want to make a deal with me? What's your name? When's your birthday? Do you want to share this apple with me? Yeah. And, and in our fae episode, you'll understand why all of those are bad things to do around fae. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> trust me. But to answer my favorite costume, I don't really have a favorite costume, um, but you did talk about being Maleficent one year. So fun fact, I wanted to be Maleficent the very first Halloween that I remember. And I told my mom and my dad, I want to be Maleficent. And I that was, was way before she was cool. I was, right. I was, <laughs> way before, I was obsessed with Maleficent. And my mom and my dad were like, you want to be Maleficent? Because I was a chicken shit and I still am a chicken shit. I don't like anything scary. But they were so confused why I wanted to be this villain. So instead, I got to be Thumbelina. <laughs> Oh, which womp a womp. But I also really liked that movie. So I was like, okay, that's yeah. cool. But like, and then now that Maleficent's available, I don't want to dress up as it. <laughs> like, ah, how the, how the turntables, you know. Turntables. <clears throat> so. Lauren, how about you? Your favorite costume? Uh, probably just, you know, the witch thing, too. Yeah. That, and I can really like upplay it or downplay it depending on where I'm going, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um mine was like my favorite just like go-to costume is definitely witch um but like my dream costume that I just haven't gotten around to doing yet I want to do poison ivy um (gasps) and do like a green bodysuit with like you know nice like tights and like heels and like do like I'm like I'll dye my hair red for it I was gonna say are you gonna dye your hair why not yeah I was just about to ask that um and then you know tease it up real big and do like you know big green makeup would be like cool with like plants you know like draw like plants yeah, yeah. or even That's get my like, dream one you can even get like um cheap ivy decor 
Right. Yeah. Vines you like put mm-hmm. vines all over my body. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so excited about Cause it. Because there's um, this <clears throat> new, um, new, it's not new. It's new for me because I just found out it exists. There's this type of um, glue for uh, like actual like people who do like costume makeup. Yeah. Like stuff. stage makeup. Yeah. Um, and you can take that and take like the leaf off of the ivy and like mm-hmm. and like glue them to the very corners of your eye, oh, and yeah. it could almost be like your eyelash. Yeah. Listen. Ooh. Listen. Get some green fake eyelashes. Just yes. huge sparkles. Yeah. Lauren, I need you. That. I need you to help me convince her to do that next year. Next <laughs> Halloween, she has to be poison ivy. I want to see. This. Well, I want to like flourish the bodysuit. So last year, I was I was gonna do it, and I couldn't find. Like, cause you'll, you need like basically like, um, like mirror spandex and I couldn't find it in the right color. Um, um and I was, yeah. So I, one day I'm going to just mirror look harder on the internet. Spandex? Yeah. It's just like a mirror-y kind of shiny oh, like shimmery fabric. Yeah. Like shimmer spandex. Almost. Um, and spandex world didn't have the right. Shape. I don't remember Poison Ivy having that. I need well, to look at a picture. Her- well, I'm gonna, okay, I'm, gonna okay. I'm making a whole bodysuit. It's gonna be. She wants gonna to be, be shiny. Gonna uh, be we're so manifesting shiny. that for you. We're manifesting yeah. green. And green I, you know, I plan for it, but for you know. So next year, my love will trivia table will have to be green themed instead of orange. Um, oh yeah. Okay, so last one favorite Halloween treat. I'll go first because I haven't gone first yet. Um, (laughs) So I try to, you know, I don't eat meat or I try to avoid meat. I try to to avoid dairy because it gives me a lot of stomach issues. Um, I try to avoid eggs not as as much as the other two. Um, (laughs) But on Halloween, I give myself one Reese's because it is just the best candy. I want to made um vegan when I first like went all the way vegan went back when I had a lot of digestive issues I went like full vegan and um I made vegan Reese's peanut butter cups by hand because I missed them so much um they turned out very bad because I'm not Um, they tasted fine they just looked bad um but yeah Reese's is my number one favorite Halloween treat uh, I don't have a favorite Halloween treat, but I can tell you that. It, sorry, my pupper just woke up and she wants me to pay attention Aww. to her. Oh, <laughs> she died. She is. She's like, why are you still up, mother? Um, I just love chocolate. I heckin' love chocolate. So any sort of chocolate that I can get my grubby little hands on, like the rotund unicorn child, then mm-hmm. I am. I'm ecstatic. So. Yeah, that's my favorite treat. Lauren, how about you? Uh, Heath bars. That's oh god, I love two of Heath bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, candy's delicious. I mean, I, I did an assortment so because my kid, you know, right? You get candy tax. <laughs> yeah. And then dig yeah. through it. My yeah. parents. Did your parents have candy tax? Because mine no. did. No, I mean they just kind of help themselves. I would hide mine from my mom. Wow. This really I'd hide is... mine from my brother. Because, yes. yeah. This, this reveals so much about us, this one little conversation. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. So, so 
guys, Samhain. Um, So our next episode is going to be on um, ghosts. So we're going to tell our spooky, spooky ghost stories. Um, So I would say write them in, but we're releasing them all on the same day. So you will not get a chance to write any in. You should still send your questions, comments, emails, and stories to uh, charmed and alarmed, all spelled out at gmail.com. Um, and we'll, you know, one day do a listener story and read all of your spookiest, scariest stories. I guess I'm going to have to read them because these two are too scared. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll well, read I them with read a little other flashlight and reach in. Yeah. I just don't want it in. I just don't want it in like Technicolor. Yeah, 3D yeah. In my face. Uh-huh. <laughs> Realistic. I like it. I love when I can read stuff because, like, then I get to edit it how I so choose. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. My brain. Skip over so. the parts. Right. Yeah. Um, if you had asked, like, what we like spookiest book or whatever, I like to read about like sci-fi supernatural stuff, but I can. You read spooky books, but not it. spooky movies. I think spooky no. books are like scarier. I don't no. know. No, I can I process it better. That yeah. and if I need a break, I can take a break and do it in like chunks. That's true. Right. Yeah, I much prefer a scary book than a scary movie. I feel like with a scary movie, you're you're buckled in <clears> and you can't leave. Mm-hmm. But with a yeah. book, you can edit how you so choose. So. All right. So remember to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast or your platform of choice. Please. Um, it really helps us be able to reach more people like you other mystical people who want to hear some stuff um but we thank you so much for listening i'm shelby i'm lauren and i'm Brittany. and we're charmed and alarmed bye guys (laughs) bye everyone